Hello and welcome to the Post Up Podcast. This is Cyrus Rogers. I'm with Kaunda Chama. As always, we are rocking it here from the African continent um, on all things Post Up and NBA related. Kaunda, how are you doing? I'm good, man. How are you doing? Really, really good. Um, it's the NBA. It's just so great. You know, you, you wake up in the morning here in Africa, you watch the tail end of the of, of the last game of the night, and you're like, wow, the NBA never ceases to amaze. I know, um, I know you weren't happy with the result of this the game this morning, uh, as we record this, that was the Lakers-Kings game. Go Kings, light the beam. Anyway, um, <laughs> you know, it's, we'll be talking about the Kings a, a bit later, but... This particular podcast, we've got a lot of t- uh, a lot of stuff to say about the Western Conference in particular, mm-hmm. uh, the teams that are standing out. Those guys are really doing well, and and also, you know, the surprise packages, what we're seeing, and, and potentially who could make the Western Conference Finals, and possibly even go all the way through to the NBA Finals. But we'll be discussing that uh, before we get into any of the nitty gritty. Let's get everybody our social media handles. We are at Post Up Podcast on um, Twitter. Yep, at Post Up. Zone on Facebook and at Post Up Zone on Instagram. Um, for all things NBA from an African perspective, you're in the right place. Counter Chama. Yo. We have got to start, uh, start looking at this Western Conference because the standings look insane. They really look insane to me. Look, uh, I, you know, I always uh, defer back to your conversation about parity and, you know, balancing out the NBA uh, through picks and, you know, the, the, the draft and all that kind of stuff yeah. and trades. And, and, and I love what's happening at the moment because if you look at the top five, Cyrus, uh, it's, it's, it's really different, right? Well, it, it definitely looks at. I mean, you're looking at the Denver Nuggets as the number one seed as we record this. Uh, the Grizzlies right behind them, but like half a game behind them. Mm-hmm. Then six games back from the Grizzlies are the Kings, the Pelicans. Then a couple games back from them are the Mavericks and the Warriors. That makes up your top six in the Western Conference. And I mean, that's pretty insane when you think about the fact that the Warriors themselves are a 500 team. Yeah. Uh, 22 wins, 22 losses. But then the rest of the teams behind them, you've got the Jazz, who've been overperforming. The Clippers, underperforming. The Oklahoma City Thunder overperforming, the Timberwolves underperforming, and then the rest of the guys like the Trailblazers, Suns, Lakers, Spurs, and and Rockets, it's it's just a a real mixed bag for for all of the teams in the West. So, do you think that like would you have expected to see a Western Conference that looks like this halfway through the season almost? No, Cyrus. Uh, basically, there, there there are certain teams that have impressed me, uh, uh, certain teams that have disappointed me, uh, and. Uh, you know, when I, when I look at teams like, like, let me tell you who's really impressed me, right? Yeah. Two major teams here. That's the Memphis Grizzlies mm-hmm. and the New Orleans Pelicans. Because yeah. at one point, the New Orleans Pelicans were actually leading the West. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And did you expect that? And no, not After having played a number of games without Zion Williamson, mm-hmm. who, who, who's their megastar, right? Yeah. And, and, and I think that uh, bringing in of CJ McCollum thing has really worked out. It's been unbelievable. Um, and, and you look at the Pelicans and you think, this is a team that can really go places. It's not like you think, okay, this is Zion's team and, you know, goodness knows what will happen with mm. them. This is a team that looks like maybe one or two trades could really elevate them even further, considering that injuries have plagued them this, eve- this, this season yeah. with like Brandon Ingram out, Zion Williamson out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, you look at these guys and you think, they would be key pieces on any team. But yeah. the other thing is that the Pelicans are still um, they're still competitive without those two guys. They're in fourth position, Cyrus. And, and they haven't had Brandon Ingram, who I say 
next to Zion is their second best player, and some people would even argue that he is their best player. Yeah, on, on top of Zion, so they haven't had him all season long, and they've performed that way, Cyrus. Yeah, me, the, the majority a, of the season. Yeah. I, I mean, I agree with you. They, 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 they've been a, a real, you know, pleasure to watch. Then you got the Memphis Grizzlies. Mm. I like the way they 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 do things by committee, Cyrus. This this isn't about yeah. again. If Jamarant gets injured, they can't do things. If Desmond Bain isn't there, they can't do. The, if Triple J, Jaron Jackson Jr. Yeah. isn't there, they, you know they, they they do things by committee, and they're so well oiled, Cyrus. Yeah, I'm not. But to quote my my son, yeah, Jamarant, this could be a, a dynasty <laughs> in the making. I, I, I'm going to put it out L- there just to little, wish little, them good luck. A little early for that, as Warriors fans and Warriors themselves <laughs> will remind you. But. Um, but but I think you you made a really good point there in the sense that yeah the Grizzlies are just a, a great team mm-hmm. yes they've got a superstar in Ja Morant but they play well even when he's not there D- uh, Desmond Bain has been one of the absolute finds for them over the last couple of years and he looks as if he's going to be one of the best players in the NBA mm-hmm. um, if he carries on this trajectory but the Grizzlies as an organization are well run they're well coached and and they're doing things the right way. What's intriguing for me in terms of the guys that you've mentioned the teams that you mentioned the Grizzlies and the Pelicans. They've got young coaches. Oh. And so you're seeing perhaps a change in some of the coaching philosophy have a real payoff here in the sense that these guys are really going out there and doing something different. I think we've gone a little too deep into this to begin with because I think that maybe what we should do is by starting with the guys who are actually leading the Western Conference right now, the Denver Nuggets. Yeah. Because I don't think people are actually paying them enough attention. Um, and yes, it is. If it's pre All Star, then it seems a bit early in the season to be talking about this. Mm-hmm. But these guys have played forty five games, so I think if anything, it's time. It's time well, to talk about the Denver Nuggets. Look, we're basically right by the halfway mark, Cyrus. Right? Yeah. So uh, I mean, it goes without saying that we, we can't freely talk about performances and what we see maybe coming after the All Star break. Now, yeah. uh, I was on another show. Big shout out to our boys, Boo. Mm. Uh, this week, where I said, you see, the the, the difference uh, with uh, the Denver Nuggets is is like they've got this big juggernaut called Nikola Jokic, back to back MVP, right? Now he was missing his two other uh, stars. One was Jamal Murray, almost yeah. a superstar. Then you got Michael Porter Jr., who's a star in the making, right? Yeah. Now the the, the narrative at the moment is the return of Murray. And the return of MPJ, yeah. Michael Porter Jr. So it's sort of diluted the, the, the you know the kind of attention the entire team is getting. Even yeah, I, I slightly diluted that. the amount of attention uh, Jokic is getting. Yeah. So that's why I think a lot of people might be sleeping on these guys, and they're right there, slap bang on top of the West, right? Mm. But we're, we're we're like, wow, Murray's back and he's staying healthy. MPJ's back. He's also staying healthy. And and, and you know you got uh, Bones Highland, also a, a yeah. promising youngster who's just. Flying high there, and once in a while, Uncle Jeff Green dunks. I don't know where that energy comes from, <laughs> but, but big shout but, out. But but let's not forget the other key pieces in this. Aaron Gordon being the, the main one, go. right? And, yes. and 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 he's been so good, and everybody playing off of Jokic. It's just a well-oiled machine, to to use the phrase you used earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you've got guys like Contavious Caldwell-Pope who are playing really well. Uh, Bruce Brown has also been really, really good Bruce for them. Brown's good He's a great, a great acquisition for the for the Nuggets. This is a team that is. Very well constructed, mm-hmm. plays around their superstar Nikola Jokic quite mm-hmm. well. Has scorers if they need them, like Jamal Murray and and mm-hmm. MPJ can also uh, put put points on the board. Mm-hmm. And Jokic can also pace himself. I mean, he's out there getting triple doubles at that center spot because his passing is so great and, and his rebounding is pretty good too. And and obviously his scoring is fantastic. So you look at them and you think these guys could be it. I mean, 
I might say that the Denver Nuggets are presumptive Western Conference champions right now. I think they, they've got everything in the arsenal. They've got size, they've got speed, they've got scoring, they've got defense. Um, they're not necessarily the greatest defensive team, but mm-hmm. they're winning the games that they need to. You know, like when we record, as we record this, they've got a 9-1 and record in the last 10 games uh, with an 8-game winning streak. And they don't seem like the kind of team that will fall apart. Their home record is fantastic, 21-3. and Their their road record is, is above 500, 11-10. And, um, and so you, you look at them and you think, this must be it. I mean, do you feel the Nuggets should be the ones that are most respected in the Western Conference? Look, uh, based on current performance, right? Yes, I agree. They should be respected because there's a reason they're top. And that is they're playing very well. But in terms of um, them coming out of the West, uh, Cyrus, I I tend to disagree. Okay. There's a team out there that should never be underrated. Mm -hmm. It's the Golden State Warriors. No, and I I mean, as a Warriors fan, I I will agree with you. But they they are in sixth spot, nine and a half games back. Call it ten games back from, from, from the Nuggets. Cyrus, you never underestimate Steph and company. And, and, and you know, they, they are one piece away from causing major problems. Mm. The, the, the situation facing them right now is the center position. They don't have a solid big. They've got James Wiseman, and James Wiseman, to me, is now proving to be another Anthony Davis. Just the big guy that can't stay healthy. So, I mean, if I, get, I, that, that's a bit harsh on Anthony Davis, who's done really superb things. Oh, he's won yeah. a championship, I know. And, and, and he's Multiple some, all-stars, and, all of that stuff. James but, Wiseman feels like he's learning how to play basketball again. I'm talking from a health perspective. Okay, it's health like, perspective. They, 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 I mean, James Wiseman has had a 30-point game. Let, let, let's not, like, you know, look down so, on that kid like he's nothing. There was a time he needed to step up, and he put up a 30-point game in a victory. But... I was just comparing him to, to AD on the health-wise, where okay. you can't really depend you. on him. He could, I get he could go good for three games, then all of a sudden he's got you know an injury. He could yeah. go for another four games, then he's got an injury. And what the, the Warriors are missing are the days of your Andrew Borgats, your... You, you know, Being that, able to call on, on a big man a, a that big isn't Kevon Looney. Yes, um, because as you know, Kevon Looney isn't really a seven-footer that's mm. out there causing problems in the paint and rim protecting. That's not what yeah. he does. But if they had a guy the size of a Clint Capella or a Nikola yeah. Jokic, you know, a guy in those si- Some, that somebody size, to give the other bigs a, 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 a bit, bit of, of a, a hard problem. time. Yeah. Because, because now what they're depending on is obviously their remarkable offense and shooting. But when it comes to de- defense, they're, they're kind of you know overpowered, especially when teams come with bigger size guards and and, and you Although, know big I mean, men interestingly I'm, i agree with you and and you've seen it in the last couple of games i mean like the warriors have struggled even against vucevic um mm-hmm. uh, you know for the bulls like size has really caused them an issue um but last season they played against a bigger team in the boston celtics in the nba finals and beat the heck out of them when it when it mattered so mm-hmm. i think they wouldn't be completely um too worried about what's happening though i think that they need more from their star players like wiggins has just come back from injury he needs to find his legs properly and and really get going but i do agree with you i think they do need to make one or two moves in order to become a little bit more competitive that will probably happen we're probably going to then see the you know the, the 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 back of james wiseman um in golden state but there's a lot that they need to take care of so you're saying the warriors should be the, they sh- are you seeing them as, as being the, the even now it, sort it, of almost favorites for you? Even now, I see them in the Western Conference Finals. I mean, I I I, 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 I could never 
the, the coaching of Steve Kerr, the, the, mm. the, the, the capabilities of Steph and Clay. I know Clay hasn't been the Clay we all remember back in the days, but he's coming back. Uh, Andrew Wiggins' second birth. Uh, uh, you know, just yeah. the, the team that got there. Uh, the, who, who, who's the youngster now? I'm forgetting. Jordan, Jordan Poole. Poole. Yeah. I mean, I know we've been laughing at Draymond, not we, but people have been laughing at Draymond Green ever since the incident. But still, uh, Draymond Green is a presence on that court. So let, let's not forget what the Warriors are made of. They're not as deep as they've been in mm-hmm. champion, other championship years, but I, I never write off them. I, I get you, and especially when you've got Steph on your team, anything can happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I get you. I just I don't see it being... Uh, like as a Warriors fan, I watch a lot of their games, and mm-hmm. I can see what a lot of the issues are. And and leaning on some of these young players, especially in big moments in in games, is proving to be pretty tricky for this team because they don't have the experience, obviously, mm-hmm. but also they make really silly mistakes, especially on the defensive end. And when you're chasing a championship, that's the one thing you can't do mm-hmm. is make mistakes. So I, I hear you. I still look at the Nuggets and think, okay, look, they might be the guys, but we've also seen number one seeds fall apart in the past. Yep. The thing is, you've also seen number one seeds like the Phoenix Suns make it all the way to the NBA Finals. Um, and that's happened in the last couple of years. So we we agree to disagree on, on potential number one seeds and potential guys to make it out of the West. You've made your case for the Grizzlies in terms of us watching them and really taking them seriously. And I agree yep. with you. I mean, I, it wouldn't be surprising to me if they ended as the number one seed in the West. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do need to, to, to really focus on how they play playoff basketball come the end of the season. But I also am, am behind that. I think the Grizzlies, as a number two, potentially number one seed, definitely going to be there. The Sacramento Kings, they're a team we really have to discuss here because... I don't know. Like everybody was talking about Sacramento, haven't made the playoffs in, in 16 seasons. Um, last made the, the playoffs in the 05-06 season. Mm-hmm. We're looking at a reborn Sacramento Kings here and potentially also a reborn De'Aaron Fox who's been leading them. What do you think the chances are of a Sacramento Kings long, deep run into the playoffs? We're no, I don't think at this point we're looking at them as being... Yes, they might make the playoffs. I think it's looking very likely. Cyrus, first of all, I'm going to get personal here. The last time the Sacramento Kings made it to the playoffs, Mm -hmm. I wasn't married. (laughs) And I had no children. (laughs) Yeah. A while back. That was a while back. And I've almost got two teenagers in the house. Yeah. So, you know, in all seriousness, I think... The, the, the Sacramento Kings, big shout out to Mike Brown. Yeah, huge warrior. shout out to Mike Brown. Um, they've made some quiet moves, mm. but those moves are paying off because now they're showing on the court. They're showing what they can do. And I, and I think when they've got some, some guys who, who, who've seen uh, deep playoff berths, yeah. Who, 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 well, I know you got your issues with him, but Harrison Barnes has yeah, seen a couple really of important for them. Uh, champ, uh, finals runs, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you got uh, uh, Demantis Sabonis, who's seen yeah. uh, postseason uh, while he was at the Pacers. You know, they've got some. I mean, De'Aaron Fox is maturing more yeah, and more each season, and and I think Cyrus, they're the kind of team that can now. 
give that franchise some semblance of redemption mm. because mm. That, that 16 years thing needs to stop and I it think really does. this is the season it's going to stop and I think that if they can just continue at this trajectory and uh, after All-Star because you do know that the second part also fatigue yeah. starts kicking in and you know once you get to 82 games it's, you've really run those legs yep. you know to, 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 to the max and I, I'm, I'm actually happy I, I think they can put away all their crazy years, the, the Vladdy <laughs> years, the Demarcus Cousins oh, years, the, the you know the, the Isaiah Thomas years. You know all those disastrous years yeah. when things just didn't go their way, and, and, and you know come around and say, look, don't, don't don't laugh at the Kings. We're the Kings for a reason. No, and and I, I guess the, you know people looked at them as the clown prince uh, and and not the Kings for a long time. Um, I agree with you. I'm, I think I'm kind of a closet Kings fan, if I'm being totally honest. I, I, I've always had a okay. soft spot for Sacramento. I don't know if it was because of Chris Weber, um, but I, I've just had a soft spot for the Kings. And, and to see them do well is really great for me because I also like California teams, mm-hmm. bar the Lakers. And um, <laughs> you're seeing the California teams, uh, you know, really standing up to be counted. The Clippers are doing Clipper-type things again. It's really crazy. Cyrus, I, um, I, I, I'm glad we're not talking about the most disappointing teams this year because <laughs> my, the, the LA Clippers were, were oh, going to be man. right up there on my yeah. list because remember how much noise I was making at the beginning of the year? I'm like, three-headed uh, monster. Yeah. They, they've got Kawhi back. They've got PG. He's healthy. And then they've added John Wall, an experienced guard. And then and, John and Wall... Remember, if you remember, I said this exact thing would happen. I don't trust them. I don't trust Kawhi's fitness. I don't trust John Wall's fitness. He hasn't played for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. And Paul George, we've seen his fitness struggles. This team needs people who can be on the court regularly. Mm-hmm. We're not saying those guys can't ball. We're just not saying they can't all ball at the same time for extended periods of time. But anyway... Yeah. Clippers aside, I think the Kings are definitely on something to, onto something good. And I think Mike Brown has been the perfect coach for this system that they've been in. And you mentioned them making some, some really good moves. Um, Kevin Herter, bringing in Kevin Herter has been a masterstroke for them. Because uh-huh. he's been great offensively, giving them a lot uh, from three-point range, being able to, to make big shots at big times. And Malik Monk. Another really, really shrewd acquisition into that roster. And I feel as if the Kings are also a, a move away or two moves away from being particularly competitive. I mean, yep. if you look at it, Sabonis has been playing like power forward and sometimes small ball center. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, you, you could get a little bit m- more size at the center position if you need to. Big ups, DeMarcus Cousins making a comeback potentially. You know, yep. imagine him just just being part of it all. Um, hopefully, he can stow all of the other stuff that comes with DeMarcus Cousins. But <laughs> but I think the other thing is potentially having another scorer could really help them, um, especially somebody but off I, the bench. I, I don't think DeMarcus is that guy still. Uh, no, I, no, I, I think he really is. I think defensively and having that big body presence, yes. But yeah. offensively, no, no, I think he, he's a, he isn't he's a bit that guy. slower now. And, 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 and I'm uh, not even looking at him from from that perspective. I'm uh, looking at him as being like sort of defensive rebounding kind of okay, guy yeah. who also has a link to this um, this franchise. And yes, it's been rocky in the past, but you know everybody can put their stuff you know to the side and say let's do this um, for Wakanda. Um, <laughs> I, I'm not calling Sacramento Wakanda by any stretch. We know that. But but I do think that the Kings could make one or two moves in order to improve themselves a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And um, and there might even be surprise ones. And so a coach like Mike Brown could really elevate this team even further, especially with his coaching staff. So I like the Kings. Um, I think the one team we haven't actually spoken about enough um, 
in this particular section are the Dallas Mavericks because they are also in the top six in the Western Conference. They too will look at this and say, why can't we be in the NBA uh, in, in the Western Conference Finals again and potentially the NBA Finals? Um, what are your thoughts on the Mavs potentially getting back to the Western Conference, final, uh, Conference Finals and then maybe even making another run and, and maybe finally pushing for a finals berth? It would be their first final since 2011, Kaunda. Um, look, I, I like the Mavs, Cyrus. You know, I, I, I'm not even like a closet Mavs fan. I like the Mavs. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, uh, since the days of Dirk Nowitzki, I, I yeah. mean, I even believe that Pozingis was going to do stuff there, but you know, it just things didn't work. And mm. I, I think uh, Mark Cuban is a very shrewd uh, businessman who makes good business moves. But at the moment, I'm still looking at the Mavs like it's Diana Ross and the Supremes, which is <laughs> Luka Doncic and the other guys. Luka Doncic and the Dallas Mavericks. <laughs> That's how I'm looking at it, you know. Luka Doncic and the Dallas Mavericks. I, I, I because Cyrus, they, they're a Doncic. Injury, let's not even talk about that I word, touch all the wood yeah. in the room. Uh, but they're a Luka Doncic injury away from falling apart. Yeah. Because first of all, they gave away or let their backup uh, uh, great point guard in Jalen Brunson go to mm. New York. So for free. For free. Like, for free. like, like bye. Yeah. And, 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 and to me, th- th- that's a problem in, in terms of like, so you're going to trust uh, Spencer Dinwiddie not to be hot and cold? Yeah. I, oh, dude. Spencer Dinwiddie, you're looking at at um, uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. Tim Hardaway Jr. Um, you know, even even Dwight Powell, who's been like the the sort of center, and, uh, has has also gone off the boil. Reggie Bullock, right? uh, Cyrus. They, they really are a team made up of a lot of 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 um, decent players with one superstar in Luka Doncic. See, that's right? the thing. I, I I love the team, but the fact that the the, the way they're looking now, mm-hmm. like remember. There was a recent game, which was not a good game for me, where they beat the Lakers in, in a double OT. Yeah. Do you know who made that happen? No, no. It's, it's Single-handedly, yeah. Luka Doncic. Pretty much. Taking with, them. With, with a little bit of help from uh, you know a couple of the other guys. Yes, but, but, but he was the key piece, right? No, uh, definitely. And, 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 and imagine that game without Luka. Well, the, the non-championship chasing Lakers would have wiped the floor with the, with the Mavericks. But I guess aren't we also then going to say any NBA team will have their star player? Imagine true, the true, Lakers true. without LeBron. You know all of that stuff. I, I, I get you, but they are very much dependent on Look, Luka. The, Lakers, the numbers. The, the Lakers say without so. LeBron and a healthy AD are a oh, different story, dude. Right? They're a different story. Look, let's put it this way: the Lakers with LeBron and no AD, it's not looking great. So <laughs> you know. Sometimes you have these rosters where you can have a superstar playing at a really high level and the guys around them just don't cut it and then they're losing games consistently. Mm -hmm. Whereas you look at the Mavericks and they've gotten some help because Christian Wood has been really good. That was a great pickup. That was a great pickup. A, a, A huge, huge move for them. But they have to get more from some of the other guys. And I think, I don't know what kind of roster shenanigans they can put out there and try and, and change things up because they do need to give Luca some assistance. Cyrus, and that's where these vets that we're talking about, your, your Hardaway Juniors and your Spencer Dinwiddie's and them, and, and Bullocks needs to come to, need to come to the party because, yes, your youngsters, your Christian Woods, they're, they're yeah. athletic, but they, you know, with all due respect, don't have that level of maturity that the, mm. the vets have, right? Mm. And that's when you need to be able to call upon the vets and say, guys... 
you know, Luca can't be scoring 60 all the time. Yeah, you, you know, they, exactly. there's going to be a point where he is relatively young. I mean, Luca is now early 20s he's in his early 20s still, so he still has a you know a lot of steam in that engine. But still, it can't just be the Luca show. No, no, because as he's a, he'll become the mule, and you don't want the guy to to just you know carry every single burden, considering mm-hmm. that he'll get very little rest if they're trying to get some sort of seeding. So I do think the Dallas Mavericks do need to change things up, and we'll see what happens with them. But counter, let's take a quick break um, and then we'll come back after this break and we're going to carry on talking about weird and wild things happening in the Western Conference. Okay, so Kaunda, we've got to really look at, at some of the other teams here. I mean, yes, we've made a case for the top six in the West in terms of the Nuggets, Grizzlies, Kings, Pelicans, Mavericks, and Warriors in mm-hmm. terms of who could potentially um, do well in the conference. We said the guys who we both think could actually come out of the West might be, I said the Nuggets, you said the Warriors, mm-hmm. um, and then potentially the Grizzlies because I think we both agree that you know they're, they're playing so well they could be out there. We, we haven't really gone too deep into the Pelicans and, and how a potential move or two could really almost change their season and, and have them be one of the favorites coming out the West. But, but I want to look at some of these other teams who've underperformed heading into the All-Star break, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, All-Star break is still a little while away. Uh, by the way, All-Star voting ends on the 21st of Jan, and we're going to really see where the fans have been, and then we'll get to see where the players and media will go. But the Jazz... The Clippers, the Thunder, the Timberwolves, they're in the play-in spots right now. Mm-hmm. Outside of the play-in spots, you've got the Trailblazers, who've got a similar record to, um, to the Timberwolves. The Suns, absolutely falling to pieces. The Lakers, well, the less said about them, the better. The Spurs and Rockets. I think the only two teams that we can say that are definitely not in the running or, or reckoning for anything here are the Spurs and Rockets, right? True. Uh, I think uh, those stories are written and uh, it's just going to be the end of a season and they'll look forward to the Wembanyamering. Uh, Could they Wembanyama? Could they Scoot Henderson? You know, there's, yeah. there's some names out there in the draft. But I mean, okay, so we're looking at the Spurs and Rockets and saying, yeah, they're not in it. The Lakers will want to be in the playoffs, right? I mean... Yeah, absolutely. I mean, especially <laughs> with a team that has the one of the faces of the league, yeah. or if not the face of the league in LeBron James, and uh, having AD and Russ there, they, they would want to at least make a, a playoffs run, you know no, what I mean? I mean, even, they have to almost. I mean, yeah. like, I feel it's one of those things where you're like, how are you going to miss out on, on the playoffs again? Yeah. Uh, but but I think that they'll look at, at but, that but, and say, yes, they have to. But then the Phoenix Suns will say exactly the same thing. Look, uh, the, the, the Phoenix Suns, it all depends on the health of one Chris Paul and, of course, our, one of our favorites, Devin Booker. Yeah, de- so and, and CP- Book missing yeah. has proved to be a major catastrophe catastrophe for them yeah because he is you know he is the cog that makes that thing mm, the run. entire yeah. machine because obviously cp3 he's a veteran guard right yeah and and, and he comes with his experience and he he's like the, the you know the, the inspiration to your cameron pains and yeah you know them they the guards but then you, you you look at a guy like uh devin booker He's been that shooting guard. He he he's been that guy for this team. He he's he, he's the one. Even Kobe said, you know, kid, you know, 
you know, be legendary because yeah. I believe in you. Because we've seen Devin Booker, mm. you know, from entering the league to now just be that guy. He and, can and, take and, over and, games. Yeah, he can take over mm. games. He, he can give you an 80-point game, you know, if he has to. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Cyrus, I think missing both CP3 and D-Books has and, affected the, 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 the Suns. And, and it's funny you say that because Chris Paul's been playing. Yeah, but, but he's not Chris Paul. So in essence, he's missing an action. Yeah, I was about like to say, he's, he's, he's more there, but he's MIA. not there. He's yeah. more of an MIA, you know. <laughs> so yeah, I, I, I get you. But I look at them and I say, okay, fine. Of these teams that, I mean, like the Jazz have just been so good. It's ridiculous. And Larry Markkinen, he's going to be an all-star. The, I mean, him not being an all-star would be an injustice. Unbelievable. But he's been so, so good. The Jazz might look at him as being a, a piece they can trade away and get some more draft picks or what have mm-hmm. you, um, and really then start the process of the process. The proper rebuilding. The same with the Thunder, in the sense that the Thunder are playing really, really good basketball. They could also be like, well, maybe we do want to you know, be fairly good in the lottery. Maybe we don't keep playing at such a high level, and they might drop out. So let's say the play-in places, we're looking at, at the Clippers, the Trailblazers, the Suns, and the Lakers. I mean, for, for argument's sake, right? Mm-hmm. All of those guys want to try and get into to, to the playoffs. The playoffs, yeah. What is the realistic trajectory for any of those teams? Because right now we're seeing the Clippers and they look as if they don't know how to play basketball, uh, especially with Kawhi in and out of the team like a yo-yo. Um, and at least he has been in the team for some time and then also out of the team because uh, of these injuries. John Wall, this is what you'll get. Um, but there's so many different players on that roster. And I mean, they're paying people. They are paying people. Um, in in uh, Clipperland, look Clipperland, uh, and they need to get out of the crypt because you know, yeah, we the don't new need stadiums them. coming. Yeah, we don't need them there anymore because they're just bringing bad vibes. Um, <laughs> Cyrus, I, I believe the Lakers are doing that on their own. I, I think much like the the Lakers in 2021 when they bet on the old age home, mm-hmm. uh, the Clippers also made a couple of gambles that are not paying off. Yeah, because first of all, they they expected. Kawhi and poor George to be a little bit more healthy, a little bit more present. But yeah. as you can see, poor George and Kawhi Leonard are not getting any younger. One, yeah. poor, uh, Kawhi Leonard obviously needs his load management, although it mm-hmm. does now become a by-the-way topic. But I know he does load manage. Uh, and uh, you see, that will affect them. Then you got a poor uh, John Wall, who, who, who was taken on, and I was really excited because I thought two years rest – you know, we'll give this man mm. back his, you know, jets. That mojo. In his legs and give him that mojo back. But as you can see, he really hasn't lived up to the old Washington Wizards John Wall. Yeah. You know, and, and who would expect him to? I think I was very unrealistic with that because he's not the same age anymore. Nope. And, and, and you know, the game has evolved. Even in that two-year stretch. Things it's the change. hope that will kill you, Kanda. It's and, the hope and, that will and, kill you. And Cyrus, I was really thinking that that, that three-headed monster that was living in my head was really <laughs> going to help the Clippers out, and, and 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 it's not working. And then you got your 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 supporting cast that they've got. I mean, like who like they've got Zubats in the middle. Mm-hmm. He's he's playing pretty okay. Yeah. They got the likes of Norman Powell, uh, Reggie Jackson. They've got really decent players. It's not a bad roster. But it's not a championship chasing no. ro- roster once you look at it analytically. When, on when, paper. They, when their stars are out all yeah. the time and, and then when they're back in they don't look like stars. Yeah. Because on paper they look fantastic. I was even saying no these guys are going to play in the Western Conference Finals if yeah. not you know. You weren't the only one. And then 
you know, we're almost halfway through the season. I'm like, maybe I wasn't. I had these clipper colored glasses on, and I wasn't seeing <laughs> the whole picture here. You know? I, oh, wow. Yeah, it's, Cyrus, it's been bad. They, they, they've been one of the most disappointing franchises this season. Having said all of that, last year the Boston Celtics showed us that you can start the year really poorly mm-hmm. and end the year fantastically and make it all the way to the NBA Finals. Yep. So nothing is a given yet. No, not at all. But as we record this, this time we're looking at this and we're saying, these guys are just not, they're not there. They're not it. They're not there. It's looking really bad. So... I think we'll, we'll keep it on the Western Conference. I think it's important for us to do that. Um, I want to ask you something completely off this uh, this topic, because I think as we come towards the end of the podcast, I've got to ask you questions about things like the Rookie of the Year race. And I know I've been talking about this on uh, on social media a little bit, but it's worth doing it on the podcast. Are we talking about Paolo Banquero enough? Uh, because I don't think so. I think he's the presumptive Rookie of the Year. Mm-hmm. For me, I mean, I went to a betting house I went, I placed some bets. I know that I'm going to win my money at the end of the season come the Rookie of the Year voting. I did it last season too, by the way. Um, Paolo Banquero is just looking phenomenal uh, phenomenal for for the Orlando Magic. He's averaging 21.2 points per game, 6.6 rebounds a game, and 3.8 assists a game. Um, round about those figures, they, they might have changed. This guy looks like he will be one of the key players in the NBA mm-hmm. going forward for the next 10, 15, maybe even 20 years if he's if he's able to to continue that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the Orlando Magic have got themselves a stud, like an absolute stud. Like this guy, there's the reason why they picked him number one. Everyone thought it might be Jabari Smith Jr. Mm-hmm. And they were like, Paolo Banquero. And, and yeah, they've never looked back. What are your thoughts on Banquero? Uh, I'll tell you something honest. Mm-hmm. He lives in the wrong house in Florida. <laughs> that, that's why there, there's not enough noise being made about him. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's kind of like uh, another youngster who, who who lived in Detroit, right? Yeah. Instead of living in like New York or Chicago, uh, by the name of Kate Cunningham. Yeah. See, when you live in the wrong house in the wrong city, it, it's Un- like, unless you, you're performing, because you say no, that. No, but Paolo then- Banquero is performing, but he but lives in, in in Orlando, Florida, Florida. not Florida. in Miami. Let's remember there was a guy <laughs> who lived in Toronto, Canada, and uh-huh. won Rookie of the Year. Yeah, so but, I, but, but I think, at least Toronto, Canada recently won a championship. Nah, so, I, I so, think, so, so the eyes are on there. But <laughs> when was the last time the Orlando Magic did anything spectacular? Look, uh, Shaquille O'Neal days? Penny Hardaway days? No, no, no. They made the NBA Finals when um, uh, one of your favorite former Lakers was there, mm-hmm. Dwight Howard. Oh, yes, yes, so yes, yes. Let's, let's not but how many years ago was that? It was a long time ago, Calendar. I mean, that was 2009 when they made those finals. Ooh, that but, was before but, the World Cup in Africa, Cyrus. Uh, now I'm going to go that is. <laughs> yes, I, I will add, that is still sooner than... than <laughs> Sooner than the Sacramento, the Sacramento Kings. Kings. I knew you were going there. I knew in you were. The playoffs. The Sacramento Kings is, have to be in the playoffs. They've got to break that They really got to. But, but the thing for me, though, is I hear what you're saying about playing in the wrong place, blah, 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 all of that stuff. Yeah. But he is box office. He really is box office. And I no, think no, he's but, doing everything that but, you'd but, want but, from, from not just a rookie of the year, mm-hmm. but a potential superstar. No, I'm not saying the rookie of the year discussion. I'm just saying about, you know, the, the, the talkability. Why yeah, yeah, people yeah. are not talking. Because not focusing he, on, on even them. Scotty Barnes, people weren't really talking that much about him because he was in the North or he is in the North, right? 
Kate Cunningham, same thing. What a Detroit... They, they were talking more about Isaiah Stewart because of his antics. <laughs> and, and this season now, he wanted to fight with a warrior. What's up with uh, Isaiah? But that's for another he's, podcast. He's got his, he's got his Oh, issues. it was Draymond Green he was trying to fight. Yeah. But anyway, they were talking more about him and his shenanigans than, 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 than about Kate Cunningham. Cyrus, it, uh, but had Kate Cunningham been playing for the Lakers or, or, or the Warriors and, and, or, or, and, and, or the Brooklyn Nets? And that's the big problem with been, the, the way coverage of these guys is. But as a rookie, you're never really going to be. Many, how many nationally broadcast games do the no, Orlando the, and, Magic and, really get? And, right? and let's be totally honest. They really shouldn't be getting too many of them. But I do think that it's important for people to see what these youngsters are doing. And Absolutely. I also feel as if more needs to be said from a media perspective about how well somebody like Paolo Banquero has been playing. Because he isn't just the number one draft pick. He looks as if he's been in this league for a long time. Man-sized rookie. I've been he, saying uh, it. Very much so. <laughs> and we've had man-sized rookies before who've not managed to do what he's doing. His yeah, basketball big IQ. Big shout out to Brown. Oh, oh goodness gracious <laughs> me! Yes, indeed. So you're talking about man-sized number one picks, um, yeah, but but that's exactly it, though, Kounder. That it's not just the size; it's about being able to play. And and Paolo is doing everything. And Orlando, I think, have got themselves with um, with Franz Wagner, um, two of the, the the better young players in the NBA right now, mm-hmm. and could be building on to something really massive. They could get a really high draft pick now. Mm-hmm. Um, so, well, one of the draft picks come the the, the end of the, the season and could bring in somebody like a Scoot Henderson mm-hmm. who then also lifts their ceiling up a little further. And they've got players that they can trade um, in the mix and, and, and also utilize if they don't want to. You know, guys look, like... Uh, I, I, I joke, Cyrus, yeah. but if you look at what could make up their second unit, they've got a Gary Harris who's playing yeah. pretty well right now. Ball Ball, to me, has been phenomenal this so season. So good. Yeah, so yeah, good. Yeah, showing yeah, what... Showing... All the promise. You know, so they, they've got so, so, some nice pieces there. Jonathan Isaac Jonathan is Isaac That's who I was going to talk about. Then, then Mo Bamba could yeah. do with a bit more skilling up. And Mo, Mo Bamba is more than likely going to be on the trade block, right? But but but, but you understand, then, then you've got the other Wagner. Yeah, Mo. He's Mo Wagner. Yeah. So they've got more than just Franz Wagner. They've got Mo, 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 Mo Wagner. Mo Wagner's all of the Mo's. Mo Mo's. So, so Cyrus, look, they've got some nice pieces which could and also... we haven't even gone to the guards yet. Yes. Know? So, I mean, uh, Markel Fultz uh, is, yeah. is sort of like... Get, uh, is, has found a more comfortable environment in which to play. Not yeah. too much of a spotlight. Not too much of everybody talking about was he a bust, whatever, whatever. So He's just balling. So they, they Jalen Suggs. Yeah, they could get uh, so, some nice... Uh, maybe they need a vet to come in uh, and then some I, nice younger I, pieces. I, I don't think they're there yet in mm-hmm. terms of their development. But when you're looking at guys like Suggs, who was really highly rated, should be doing a bit more. Obviously, yeah. he has, has had I think this issues. season is just... Yeah. Uh, Cole Anthony also uh, could do a bit more. Wendell Carter Jr., fantastic young player for them. Mm-hmm. All of these guys are in the sort of early to mid-twenties. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, let's call it early twenties who can really all grow together. So if yep. they want, they can get rid of guys like Jonathan Isaac for somebody a bit younger that, that could you know, suit the timeline a little better. Gary Harris is also another piece they could actually potentially trade out mm-hmm. and get another draft pick or what have you or another youngster in. And then you have this young team. And I think that the people have talked about who's got the brightest future and that sort of thing. I think the Orlando Magic are a team we need to be keeping an eye on because Paolo Banquero could be as good as as any of the other stars in in the NBA. I, th- I think he will be. I I, 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 I totally agree because 
that that is just a, a, a phenom in the making. Yeah, I mean, uh, you've had your LeBrons, you, you've had your Zions. I, I think Paolo yep. be, belongs. At one point, he will belong in that same discussion as these guys. I, I think he's going to be there sooner than anybody expects. And I think that you know, when you look at just how dominant he could be right mm -hmm. now, he's just balling. Yeah, but if he starts to to exert a lot more strength, his size, get more of that technical ability going and really showcasing all of his scoring ability as well as his defensive prowess because he's not a bad defender either. Mm -hmm. Paolo Banquero is going to be the guy that everybody's going to be looking at in Orlando saying, this guy could take us to the NBA Finals again. Do you know what Paolo Banquero needs to do? Mm -hmm. He used to do what the likes of LeBron, Dwight Howard and, and Kobe and them did where they went and worked out with Hakeem Olajuwon mm. in the in the offseason. The time will come. But I'm saying now that he's but part yeah. of the, the the system, now that he's in the NBA, all he needs to do is in the summer go work out with a KD or or, or somebody who's had that experience, who's got the big game temperament, who's mm. got the footwork down to a T. You will see a different Paolo Banquero come back. I, I don't doubt that for a second. I think Paolo Banquero is he's also got a good head on his shoulders, and I think yep. he wants to be one of the best players the NBA has ever seen. Um, do you agree that he could be, and in fact, is the front runner for Rookie of the Year? Absolutely. I, I put all my cash on him if I had any. <laughs> <laughs> he's kind of saying he's not going to pay for lunch um, but I mean I like some of the other rookies you know like Benedict Matherin he's been really really great at the paces yep um, you look at Jalen Williams from the o uh, Oklahoma City Thunder there's two Jalen Williamses uh, Jalen Williamses Jeepers that took a while to get out of the mouth Jaden Ivey's been pretty good for, for the Detroit Pistons Walker Kessler for me at the, at the Utah Jazz is a name we have not spoken about at all on this podcast I like the look of that guy uh -huh. I think the Utah Jazz did a good thing in getting him in that trade um, um, he's just so good and um, I, think he, I think he's going to go places you know uh -huh. Minnesota did well in drafting him the Utah Jazz did well in saying, let's let's get him on board. Um, yeah, absolutely. Because, even Keegan uh, Murray. Like, this looks to be a good draft class. Yes, one forgets that Keegan Murray is still a rookie. Dude, wow. he's, he's starting <laughs> for the Kings and, and doing quite well. You know, like uh, averaging 11.8 points per game, 2.8 mm -hmm. rebounds. Um, Mike Brown actually told him, for, for a guy who's 6'8", certainly not getting enough boards. And he got his first double-double uh, with rebounds uh, in that game against the Lakers. And there you go. Um, thanks for being so generous, Lakers. Um, no, that's what we do these days. <laughs> Once you've won 75... <laughs> oh, one of those things, hey. Um, but I think this draft class could be one of those that we talk about for a long time. Uh, because we haven't seen the likes of Jabari Smith Jr. do anything really. Um, and I think he's, he's sort of... Slid slidden, my goodness, slid out of view at, in Houston mm -hmm. um, because the Rockets just haven't been. Uh, great. Are you, you going to say this is like the the '96 draft? Or? I mean, I'm not saying that, <laughs> but I am saying this could be a draft class with some really, really good talent yeah. that could form the basis of what happens going in the NBA going forward. Because mm -hmm. some draft classes will give you guys who are good role players, right? Yeah, and then other and draft one classes, superstar. Yeah, exactly. This draft class looks like there's a couple of superstars in the making here. Absolutely. And, uh, and, and that could be something that we could be really looking at. So, Counter, we're coming to the end of the podcast. Um, as always, I'd like to ask you um, your, your opinion on one really, really, really important question. Here it is. This might actually need to be a podcast on its own. Okay. When LeBron James surpasses Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, 
do you think he will be more or less motivated to get the Lakers into the playoffs? I think he'll, he'll still be motivated. Uh, LeBron James is one of those guys. He, he's got a championship pedigree and championship mm-hmm. mentality. So him getting that uh, will be a great achievement yeah. by, by, by no measure because nobody else has done it, right? He's the second guy to reach 38,000 points in the, in the NBA. Only yeah. Kareem has done it before. So, so, look, he could have put the brakes on now. And said, look, I, I can do it next season or, or, or whatever. I know he's going to do it this season. He's probably like nine games away. Yeah. Uh, looking at the trajectory as we record. But I think he also doesn't want to relax on the possibility of making it into the playoffs. Because it, it, it's also about legacies, Harris. Yeah. It, it, it's not just about, okay, yeah, so that's the year I surpassed Kareem. But we never made the postseason. Yeah. You know, it, it sort of takes away. It's kind of like that slap at the Oscars. It oh, took away yeah. from the award. Yeah. If you know where I'm going with no, this. No, definitely. And, and everybody will look at it and say, okay, LeBron is stat padding. He got the thing. And now look and, at the And Lakers. then he laid back. Yeah. And then they're in Cancun. You know, you, you don't want that on your record. You want to say, oh, yeah. So, unfortunately, they had a second round exit. But at least in that season, he surpassed Kareem abdul But this must be really frustrating for him because he doesn't just want to make the playoffs. Of right? course. Like, this want, guy wants, wants to, win. to win championships. And and in some quarters, he's also to blame for a lot of the issues that are that are, are existing in Lakerland right now, mm-hmm. with you know okaying certain trades and that sort of thing. Um, but I tend to think that LeBron James will will keep going at a high level as much as yeah. he can, um, and with AD potentially on his way back pretty soon, we could see the Lakers start to climb up the rankings a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Where they go come the postseason, who knows? That's a, that's a different story altogether. All right. Well, we're going to have to leave it there. Um, thank you so much, Kay. Uh, it's been another great one. Always a pleasure, Sai. Uh, yeah, and thanks to, to the listeners for, for, you know, clicking in. Uh, Definitely. We appreciate you. We really do. Uh, we love getting the feedback from you, interacting with you online. So please make sure you carry on doing that. We want to thank our partner, Supersport.com, for having us on board and being part of their program. Um, and we want to give you our social media handles yet again, at Post Up Podcast on Twitter, at Post Up Zone on Facebook, and at Post Up Zone on Instagram. For all things NBA from an African perspective, it's me, Cyrus Rogers. And me, Kaundat Sharma. We will thank you and we will see you again next time. We know that we're going to catch you courtside.